if we do not defend our freedom of worship, then we will deservedly lose every other freedom. Here are three steps to overcome tyranny. We will start with the hardest step. Don't comply. Don't comply with anything against your conscience. If taking a gene therapy deriving from embryos is against your conscience, don't go near it. Don't let yourself be forced to do anything irrational. The devil wants us to sin, to corrupt our will, but he's also seeking to obscure the image of God in us by having us act irrationally. We're in the image of God because we have an intellect and will. So if you understand it is irrational to wear a mask in your car or anywhere outdoors or even indoors, then you cannot be put under any obligation to do it. Masks are sensibly worn by surgeons in operating theatres to prevent them coughing or sneezing into a patient who is cut open and to prevent blood of a patient squirting into the surgeon's mouth. They were never thought to prevent an airborne virus, and they cannot. If someone is afraid and thinks a mask is part of the solution, then nobody's going to give them a hard time for wearing it. But it is not charity to feed a mental illness. If someone has an obsessive disorder compulsively washing their hands for fear of germs, we do not help them by imitating them and agreeing it's a good protection. Or if a man thinks he's a woman, it doesn't help him to address him as miss. It's charity to treat him like a man, to tell him he can only find happiness living as a man. It would be cruel to reinforce his delusion. Likewise, wearing a mask unnecessarily is not without cost. It reinforces the narrative of fear, of desperation, and worse, it's a sign of subjugation, none of which is charity. The second step is easier. If someone is not yet ready to refuse compliance, then at least they should not compel others. Tyrants absolutely depend upon layers in the population inflicting their control on layers beneath them. The aspiring tyrant cannot control many people, but it is enough for him to gain the unswerving allegiance of a few thousand followers who will do whatever his ideology demands. Usually these will be party members or military officers who each subjugate a few hundred others to conform and these in their turn subjugate a few dozen who are near the bottom of the power hierarchy. Just three or four such layers are enough to control a population of tens of millions. It takes a long time for anyone to build up such a following, a lot of cruelty and subterfuge. If this is permitted to arise, then the intimidation from the monster at the top can all but paralyze a whole nation. Think Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot. And once the system is in place, it can be inherited from generation to generation, such as with the Kim dynasty in North Korea. So it appears immovable. The answer to this is wherever you are, whoever you are, do not pass on the tyranny. You might suffer under it, but resolve never to be the personal cause of others suffering the system. The more people who refuse to comply and refuse to compel, the easier it becomes for those up the hierarchy to refuse as well. The resistance begins below. If it is strong below, then those in the middle layers will not stand out for failure to impose the ideology. The stage is set for the tyranny to collapse. It does not lie in our hands when today's tyranny will fall, but it is in our hands whether we support or resist it. It does not lie in anybody's hands to prevent others from acting irrationally, but it's always our decision to act sanely. Do not be conformed to this world, but be reformed in the newness of your mind. Especially, do not compel children to wear masks. It is so cruel. And priests, please never compel worshippers. 
Masks in churches disfigure the liturgy. They are dehumanizing. God desires to reveal his face to us. Here we are supposed to attain to the most elevated union of persons, a sign on earth of the communion of saints in heaven who see God face to face, immediately, who see each other in God in perfect clarity. It is a symbolic contradiction to cover one's face as if we were non-persons. If someone wants to wear a mask in church, I'm sad for them. No one's going to trouble them for that. The intolerance is all from the mask fanatics who do not think faces are so important. They're literally willing to turn people away from worshipping God. Our Lord said, What man of you that have a hundred sheep, and if you shall lose one of them, doth he not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after that which was lost until he find it? Now if the good shepherd goes looking for the one in a hundred, what will we say to God if we've actually turned people away? When our Lord asked, did you look for the lost sheep? And we say, no, but I caused a few. I sent them away. And for what? If we do not defend our freedom of worship, then we will deservedly lose every other freedom. Some say priests should not get political. They say this even though we have bishops, cardinals and a pope openly promoting the health dictatorship. But they are correct that we do not want to become liberation theologists. But once worship is being attacked by the state and the hierarchy, when sacraments are being denied to the faithful, when churches are being closed, when souls are being excluded from assisting at Holy Mass, then fathers, you did not go looking for war, but the war has come to you. Fight it. Don't turn anyone away from Mass. It's not our job to turn people away from Jesus Christ. If someone requires it of you, say to them, see to it yourself. I wasn't baptized or ordained for that. Tyrants rely on fear. Public displays of fearlessness undermine their control. Make a joke of them, because they are miserable bastards who want us all to be miserable. Now, most importantly, the first step. It's also the easiest step. Not everybody is ready to refuse compliance or even to refuse compelling others, but we can start with a devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary and pray the rosary every day. The Blessed Virgin will give clarity, courage, and will open doors. See how she's bringing people together in Austria, Germany, Italy, Switzerland, France, England. It looks a little bit thin there in England, but they have Southport and Preston, so all will be well. It's difficult to stand alone, so stand with many. Be united with many in spirit. Our Lady gathers her children. She gives hope, gives us peace, creates a network of support among us. And in the event of loss, consolation she who gave up her son. And Mary protects us from giving way to hatred or despair. To hate is to lose. The devil does not care what we fight about, only he wants us to fight each other, to hate our enemies, to desire their destruction. So if we love our enemies, we have already won the most important fight. And Mary, the mother of God, has won this victory already. Be ready also to pay a price. Resistance costs. Living in truth costs. Following Christ costs. No creature paid a higher price than Mary. Seeing her son die was more painful than dying herself. If we become like Mary, we will be ready to pay any price. But we can start simply by praying the rosary. This worldly totalitarianism is a consequence of failure of mission in the church. God wants us to come out the other side purer, stronger, more ardent in love. It's all for a purpose. 
God never allows any evil to arise except he will draw a greater good from it. And when he allows something as evil as what we see today, then we can be certain he's going to draw a very, very great good from it. So if we haven't already started, begin now with a devotion to Our Lady, because this trial will continue until we return to God with all our mind, heart, strength and soul. <laughs> 